Aquis, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. Welcome to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Good morning. Welcome to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning, the 21st of January 2023. And no, I am not Sam Highland. It's Chris Nelson in the chair this week. Sammy's uh, a little bit crook. He's done himself a bit of an injury. Hopefully he'll be back on deck uh, for next week's show. So I am flying solo today on the Darling Download, but looking forward to a really good show. Got some uh, some good guests coming on. I've got Paul Reedy coming on from uh, the Toowoomba Turf Club. Now, uh, I'm going to chat to Paul about uh, the King of the Mountain. Of course, we haven't had a show since the King of the Mountain uh, was run on uh, New Year's Eve, very successfully run. It was a great race, won by Yellow Brick, God bless him. So we'll find out from Paul how successful the night was, uh, what to gain out of it going forward. Uh, we haven't raced at Toowoomba for the month uh, of January, and we don't race again until February. So obviously there's some track renovations going on out there. Paul will fill us in on those as well. And anything else that's happening uh, around the Toowoomba Turf Club, uh, Paul can let us know about. We're going to catch up with our good mate Jonathan Davies, uh, the tipping segment this week, it'll just be Jonathan and myself. But Jonathan, of course, being with Aquas Farm, uh, was very heavily involved with the Magic Million sales. They've sold a few. They've bought a few. Uh, we'll find out exactly uh, what Jonathan did uh, at the sales or what Aquas Farm did at the Magic Million sales. Plus, we spoke with Tony Gollan on the punter's mate yesterday afternoon. Now, Tony Gollan, of course, trained the winner of the Magic Million skirt the law on Thursday. This is a Toowoomba show. Tony's a Toowoomba boy. So, Cohen, we're going to play the interview with uh, with Tony Gollan. Yeah, Tony was a great chat. He uh, really passionate about his stable, and we were we were talking, and and we were so surprised how thoroughly he knows all the horses from every single detail. You were saying you used to go down and interview him. He could just ramble off. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure. Look, there's a lot of trainers that can do that, but uh, as far as having a handle on all of your horses, where they've been, where they're going, their breeding, whatever. Uh, he was always the most impressive, and he's got more horses than anybody else. So that makes it even harder. But, uh, uh, look, he works hard at his at what he does, Tony Gollan, and he gets the results, and they're fully deserved. And you've told me off air that you've got a 2.5% uh, stake now. No, I'm trying to. <laughs> That'll be my next move. Uh, I did I did ask Tony Gollan, and you'll hear it during the interview, but I was asking for a friend, as I did say, how do you get involved? I mean, that's one question we never asked Tony. We're asking him about you know, his horses, uh, how he thinks they'll go, the successes that he's had. But we never ask about how you get involved with the Tony Gollan stable because we always probably just think, oh, there's no chance. They're all all taken up, uh, which probably most of them are. But if you don't ask, you don't know. So he's given us some info there for anybody that wants to get involved. You don't ask, you don't get. What did I say? You don't ask, you don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar, Cohen. Stick with us. We've got plenty to get through. Really looking forward to this morning's Darling Download. Where'd you dig that one up from, Cohen? That's a ripper, isn't oh, it? Mate, the, Is that from your uh, playlist? I've got a little archive folder there. You never know what's going to pop up in these shows. I've got some little musical uh, notes there ready to go for you. And I know... You like the up and beat stuff, Chris? I do. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of that stuff. Don't yeah. like the um, the slow, dirgy stuff. Not my scene. Okay. Okay. All right. As uh, mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to catch up now with Paul Reedy, who, of course, is on the committee at the Toowoomba Turf Club. Paul, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, everyone. How are you today? Very, very well. How do we find you on this Saturday morning? Fantastic, actually. Uh, looking forward to a 
couple of good races uh, around the country, of course, and uh, uh, talking, thinking about the uh, the Magic Millions that was during the week. So yeah, great uh, great Saturday morning. Did you manage to get out to the uh, the meeting on Thursday or the uh, the half meeting on Saturday? No, no, didn't get to either of those meetings, uh, but they staged a successful one on Thursday after the the rain sort of decimated it on Saturday, and it was great to see Tony Gollum, former Toomba trainer, what? get away with the uh, $2 million classic, and the uh, the winner of the King of the Mountain was only just beaten in the three-year-old Guineas. So, yeah, great form for us up here. Well, it was a, it was a funny old race, that, a funny old run. I mean, I'm a massive Yellow Brick fan and was quite happy to see him win the King of the Mountain, but... I was very confident yesterday as well, and sorry, on Thursday. And, look, he just never seemed to travel at all at any stage in the race. He got back further than he normally does, and I thought he had no chance halfway down the straight. And 50 metres to go, I thought he was going to win. Yeah, exactly right. He seemed to be seemed to be a little bit of lack of urgency. I don't know if they were a bit too comfortable where they were, but he's normally a bit more forward than that. And uh, I was uh, in the run. I was exactly the same as you. I thought, oh, my gosh, he's not going to do anything. And no. then he got out at the last minute and probably showed uh, with a different ride he might have uh, been the winner, I think. He might have. Uh, yeah, he just didn't seem to travel as well as he did at uh, Toowoomba. Now, speaking of Toowoomba and the King of the Mountain, uh, which Yellow Brick won. Uh, I watched uh, on TV that night. It looked like a very, very successful evening. It was absolutely fantastic. It was an amazing event uh, that we had. We had about 3,000 people showed up uh, for the race and then, of course, partied on. We didn't finish till about 2 o'clock in the morning. Had some fantastic bands to uh, encourage the people to come, but also to stick around with Robbie Dolan, the Group 1 jockey, yeah. and Jaden Sierra, playing throughout the afternoon in the big uh, corporate area and then they entertained the crowd out in the front lawn and uh, he, he had them in absolute raptures. Um, Robbie did when he was singing some of those songs. The, the whole crowd was joining in and enjoying the afternoon and then uh, into the evening with uh, Ganga Jang and Thirsty Merck who played us right through till nearly half past 12 at night. Well, they're not uh, bands that we haven't heard of. They're quite well known. Yeah, exactly right. So we put on a, a pretty good uh, music card as well to uh, make the inaugural King of the Mountain something to really put on people's calendars for, for future as well. Uh, and it certainly worked with 3,000 people showing up for our inaugural uh, Morton Co. King of the Mountain. It was a magnificent evening. Uh, it was great having Robbie Dolan earlier in the, the night, the Irishman singing the Australian anthem for us <laughs> before the main feature race. And he did a fair, very, very good job, uh, Robbie did. He's... Uh, Obviously a fantastic jockey, but what a what a great entertainer he is. Yeah, he's got uh, two strings to his bow at least. Um, now, you mentioned the crowd. I was going to ask you, 3,000, was that the sort of numbers you were hoping for? Yeah, we were looking for around about two and a half to uh, 3,500. So we landed right in the middle of that. Uh, we're very happy. All the corporate areas were sold out. Uh, the winning post and the um, birdcage and, of course, the main atrium and then the other two functionaries inside. The members was absolutely chock-a-block. So it was just the GA tickets that were, um, you know, you never know until the end of the event. And they showed up in droves, particularly on the last two days. The ticket sales went really well. And then on the day, there was a lot come through the gate on the day, over probably eight or 900 sold at the gate at the last minute. So, yeah, we ended up with a very good crowd of 3,000 people, plus um, industry participants, you know, strappers and yep. uh, licensees that uh, come in the other gates that probably aren't counted into the official number. Now, you mentioned, or I mentioned at the top there, you are a committee member, but you were formerly on the subcommittee, and a little birdie tells me that you might have had something to do with this whole King of the Mountain idea. Yeah, I come up with a, the Turf Club approached me years ago and 
about trying to get another idea to create a big race day with a big crowd and we came back with the king of the mountain and uh, a slot race you know and slot racing has been around for a long time and then uh, the Everest really put it on the focus in Australia and um, there's been a few others and now there's a few more coming out of the woodwork so they work very well and we came up with that and uh, we pitched it to Racing Queensland and then COVID hit. Yeah. So we all got uh, put back for a few years and then, um, of course, the Archer got in there as well and they ran a really successful um, Archer up there, which was great to see and then ours was able to run after that in the King of the Mountain. So I had a bit of an idea. I spoke to some really smart people in Catherine Kirkwood and uh, Steve Morley and uh, they helped me put the rest of it together, and then we pitched the idea, and uh, Racing Queensland were very happy with it, being a cutest um, bred horse only, and obviously Queensland domicile trainers, and that caused a little bit of angst, I suppose, with trainers that are from outside our area or might have satellite stables up in Queensland that they weren't eligible, and people couldn't transfer cutest horses from down south to a Queensland trainer before the race. They've got to be here 12 months prior. Uh, to be eligible. So anyway, it's one race in Queensland that's truly ours. And is that going to stay that way this year? Yep. So that's uh, the, the the criteria we've put around it and uh, we were happy with how it turned out. We were happy with the field we got. Um, I think, you know, and we really only got the slots drawn in October. So first week of October. So you could only sort of start formulating uh, what horse you wanted or approach people by then once you got a slot. We had 70 people uh, put in for um, interest in a slot and we drew the 10 out, then we auctioned a couple. And after that October luncheon, that's when you could start chatting to trainers about, I've got a slot, I'd like to um, you know, talk to you about putting your horse in. So I feel next year that there will be people targeting them a lot earlier, um, as in now, some are already talking and but there's going to be a lot more horses around, of course, for next year as well. To um, that, that'll be aiming for the uh, Morton Co. King of the Mountains. So we'll even end up with a a bigger field. It'll be well uh, a better quality field again. But I, I feel the form was franked. You know, at the winner Yellow Brick, only just going down as we were talking about in the three-year-old Guineas. Um, Alpine Edge yeah. ran second. Yep. Ran a bottle of a race, and uh, the the money that they backed him, you know, showed why he won the, the the cutest million dollar race at the start. He he won really well, so uh, he he ran second in the uh, the King of the Mountain, and of course, Steady Ready um, defied all odds by running the distance of the twelve hundred. Yeah. Sears, he was very confident of that, no problem, and uh, he proved him right. Now we haven't raced at uh, Clifford Park since. There's obviously been some renovations or maintenance going on. What's exactly happening there? Yeah, so uh, January is our month where we get the the track gets a bit of a reprieve, and the the great team up there are going to be doing some track maintenance. I was only up there the other day, having a bit of a look, and uh, they've got all the rails down, and uh, they're doing a lot of scarifying and uh, coring, and uh, pouring plenty of water and fertilizer into it, and the track's really greening up as well. We've had a pretty dry, you know, last couple of months. We haven't had much rain at all, so it's been a lot of. Um, uh, watering through the the sprinkler system so yeah they're doing a good job so it's starting to look good and then uh, we resume racing in the first week of february so the 4th of february will be our first uh, meet back at clifford park all right and there are a couple of feature days coming up of course not in the not too distant future yeah we've got a uh, one coming up in april and it's the daryl gollan uh, memorial race obviously daryl gollan the father of tony gollan uh, trained at Toowoomba for a long time and had some fantastic horses under his charge. 
when he was a trainer, but also before that as an owner, you know, when he was in with Dorello and all that, you know. So he um, he's an icon of Toowoomba, a uh, very well-respected figure. Probably changed the way training was, you know, done a little bit up there for a long time, and he was particularly um, good with the two-year-olds. Used a lot of uh, female jockeys when... Um, early in the early days, you know, he was a real advocate for the ladies riding. So Daryl's been a really well-respected figure, and we run a um, a two-year-old race in his name um, in April, uh, the Daryl Gold yep. Memorial, and that that usually draws a fairly big crowd uh, to celebrate uh, the life of Daryl and uh, his contribution to racing. And Tony usually gets up and uh, comes and spends the evening and. A lot of people who just knew Daryl and obviously his family all get there and uh, we have a pretty big evening for him. And then, of course, into September, our standalone Metropolitan uh, race meet, the Audi Centre Wheatwood. Uh, the time-honoured event, it's a listed race. We've had it going for a long, long time, over the 1,200 metres, the same as the Morton Code King of the Mountain. And we've had some fantastic winners of that. You know, Apache Chase two years ago, yes. uh, then became Queensland Horse of the Year this uh, last year. And um, it was the winner as well of the Wheatwood before. So, yeah, we get ready for that in September. And that's part of the Carnival of Flowers, uh, which happens here in Toowoomba, the big street parade. We get about 110,000 people down to the um, parade. And obviously all the beautiful gardens and the big um, fair in the middle of the park down there. So the uh, Wheatwood fits perfectly in there uh, with the, with all the visitors coming to Toowoomba. It's a, it's a great uh, race mate to be at. Yeah, and if anyone out there hasn't been to Toowoomba, get out to a night meeting there at Clifford Park on a Saturday night. It's it's a really fun night. It's always good watching racing under lights, and uh, yeah, you'll enjoy yourself for sure, Paul. Yeah, it's just over 31 years since uh, we started wow. uh, the lights in Toowoomba. We were the first place to do it, so we just celebrated that anniversary uh, last year again. So yeah, the lights have been going, and now a lot of other race clubs are looking for you know lights as well as the, the demographic and. People looking at racing, you know, uh, the more content, I suppose, yep. the, the better it is for the uh, the product overall. Paul, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck with everything at Toowoomba going forward, and I'm sure we'll chat to you again in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Paul Reedy joining us there. He is, of course, a committee member at the Toowoomba Turf Club, and it's great to get a rundown uh, of what's going on there Seeing we haven't raced there for a little while, it seems like a long time, but the last meeting, of course, was uh, New Year's Eve, and we will race there again on the 4th of February, and the track will be, I'm sure, in A1 condition. Cohen? I think so. I think I'll have it ready to go in uh, 11 days' time. Is that all? Yeah. 4th of Feb. No, gonna, it's, yeah, it's 11 days' time. Yeah, it's going to come around quick. Well, are you, even, have you been uh, to a race meeting under lights? Have you been to a race meeting? Yeah, oh, I've been good. to a race meeting. Excellent. I've been to, I've been to, where have I been to a race meeting? In Perth. Oh, really? Yeah. Ascot, Belmont, uh, Ascot, Ascot, Ascot. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good day out. That was a good day out. I've also been to the Gold Coast track. Oh, good, yes. Yeah, yeah. There was a, oh, here's a bit of a story for you. Uh, <laughs> it was my mate's birthday and me and all my mates, we all went there for the day and we'd got a, tri- we got a tip off me mate and he reckons that, um, his uncle or something was a oh, horse trainer. Familiar story. Yeah. 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 And it'll win. Yeah. And, and and he said, oh, laid back Luke. Yeah. Laid back Luke. It's going to get up. It's going to get up. So all the boys went on. I only put about 20 bucks on, but a few of the boys went a bit firmer than that. And it didn't even place. That's normal. It didn't even place. So all the boys were, were down and out. 
and it was, it was one of the last races of the day, and there was a horse paying 100 to 1. I just chucked a dollar on just for the, the giggles and got up. Oh, you're kidding. And you know how often 100 to 1 shots win? Not often. Well, it, this one got up. Kid you not. And that was my day at the Gold Coast, and, uh, yeah, a lot of the boys uh, heckled me for the rest of the day to uh, assist. What, money-wise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put the bite on you. Yeah, they certainly did. All right, we'll go for a break. We'll be back with more of the Darling Download after this. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to the Darling Download on SEN Track. You are listening to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning. Chris Nelson in the chair. Sammy Highland, unfortunately, on the bench this week. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, I caught up with Tony Gollan yesterday on the punter's mate after his victory as a trainer, of course, in the Magic Millions on Thursday. Tony's a Toowoomba boy, so let's have a listen to what he had to say. Skirt Balor! Skirt Balor! The Queensland Philly dash to the lead. Platinum Jubilee rolled the second, but it's too late, sister, because Skirt Balor will win for the Tony Gollan Sable and beat Platinum Jubilee and Summer Loving up for third. Tony, you'll never get sick of hearing that. No, you're right. I certainly won't. It was, it was a bloody good thrill, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. I can tell by the voice you've had a, a good night out, and so you should have. Plenty of yelling and screaming and talking, I'm sure. Yeah, it was. I actually suddenly lose my voice at the end of the races yesterday. The horses give us plenty to, to do about yesterday at the Gold Coast, and, and we certainly enjoyed a good night with a, a whole bunch of owners from, from all the horses. Actually, the race here yesterday it was, it was a terrific evening, but... Certainly the most important part of the day was what happened on the track yesterday. Yeah, and just tell me, I mean, this this this, this would be boys' own stuff, but to, to train a horse uh, for your best mate to win a Magic Millions, I mean, that must be so good. Oh, yeah, it was, it's been awesome. Well, Brian's been in a, a bunch of the good horses I've had. He was in Temple of Boom and Spirit of Boom. So we're no strangers to winning good races together, but there was just something a bit different about yesterday. Um, I don't know, I know it's on a group one. Magic Millions, but it, it felt just as good, if not better, to be honest. It was, it was a real thrill to win that race. Yeah, you buy yearlings a year earlier and you get them back to, to race for two million bucks and Adelaide's bonus on top. It was it was just an awesome, awesome thrill yesterday for, for a great bunch of connections. And and the Black Soil Bloodstock story, it's 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 only recent. It's only been, I would say, three or four years. It might be longer, uh, but it's been such a, such a success story. Yeah, Brian and I's racing journey started pretty well at the same time. We both had a horse with Dad when, when we were both very young, about 18. Um, we've been mates since about 16. And he, he got he was always in a few of the horses with us. And he's always had a good horse. He's always been a very lucky guy. Um, but he's, he started this Black Saw Bloodstock probably you know, four or five years ago now, I guess. And he, he ran a bit more money into it. And he's doing a bit of breeding as well. And it's just been a, a great success, obviously, for our stable and He's been able to share an ownership in, in a lot of really, really nice horses. Uh, now, going back to Skirt the Law, uh, she costs $170,000 at the sales. When you got her in the stable, did she give you a really good feel straight away? Look, we sort of identified her. Well, Jake Capewell does all my breaking and pre-training at Toowoomba. He identified her as being one of the earlier ones. So she um, she came down, just did a preparation. And no, she didn't really knock your socks off. Straight away, I love the way that she changed from when we bought her as a yearling until when I seen her down here at Eagle Farm. Physically, she developed nicely, but she was just one of those fillies. The more we did with her, she's getting better and better and better. And even to the point I felt going into yesterday, I, I still hadn't found the bottom of her. She's just a really improving filly, and 
those years what to look forward to with her. Well, well, the fact she hadn't raced for 47 days, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's amazing in itself. Now, uh, we spoke, well, we speak to Ryan later and get his idea, but I, I know I heard you uh, mention a couple of times that you had some sleepless nights uh, going into the race. You thought she might be underdone, but she certainly wasn't. Yeah, well, look, I think sometimes we tend to want to, you know, overthink ourselves a little bit. Um, obviously, we I'm, I sort of study a lot of racing history and how horses have won races before in preparation, et cetera, and, I was sort of going right against the grain with this filly. We were confident, Ryan and myself, when we got through a couple of weeks ago after that trial at Bell Coast, that she was right up to the mark and that we didn't have to run her the week before. And she drew wide that day and we scratched her. And I think that was a blessing in disguise, um, yeah. to be honest. She got to the race yesterday in great shape. But we had to just trust ourselves, trust our horse. Um, you know, and it was just so pleasing to get the job done. But you're right, I was a bit nervous because, you, you know, you like to... You like to have that surety that, that how things have been done before. When you're trying to break new ground, it's never easy. Now, the barrier draw last Tuesday, uh, we all thought uh, that Skirt the Law was the big winner out of the barrier draw, uh, drawing barrier four. So the price firmed up, no surprise there. And then we got to Saturday, of course, and all the rain came, and we are all thinking then, well, that's probably not the spot to be down on the inside. Uh, and she started to drift a little bit. Uh, were you thinking the same Saturday, had the race gone ahead? Yeah, I went and walked that track on Saturday prior to the first, and I was pretty—I was not overly confident the race would go ahead. Actually, there was a bit of an issue with the sprinkler, and you know, had that 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 awful, just misty rain coming across mm. the track. You know, not not like pouring rain, and just keeping the top so so slippery and wet. So, I was a little bit worried. I think the betting in the race has been quite interesting, really. Going to Saturday's meeting, she's turned into favourite there quite short for a while, and then look at yesterday's race. I don't think anyone knew what to back. Mm. It was just such an open race, you know, even. At one stage, I think uh, the favourite of Snowden's got into three forty or something, and got out to seven dollars late. So it was a, it was a really funny betting race. Um, but look, I tried to focus too much on the betting. To be fair, we we're just very calm. We were very happy we drew a low draw, and we're always very comfortable we could get the run that we got yesterday. And if we got that, we'd be hard to beat. All right, if she goes for a little bit of a freshen now and heads towards the slipper, is that the plan? Yeah, she'll probably have a, a week. Probably a whole week off, I'd say now. Just put it in the picture the paddock now, actually, at Embrook. Um, give her the rest of the week off and basically back on the treadmill, back on the saddle. And at this point in time, we look to give her one run leading to the Golden Slipper, then I'd say the way she's gone yesterday. And the one good box that she's ticked is she's won on wet ground. And, and Sydney, that time of year, is invariably wet. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you a lot of heart. You know, you can always win on these summer tracks up here that are, that are very firm and you can get to the autumn and you know, be totally out of play when then wet tracks come along. So this filly, sorry guys, bit of noise here. That's okay. This filly, um, but when she when she won on that soft seven and doom, it sort of it gives you a good good heart that you can go down there and compete on wet ground because the autumns are obviously often wet. Now you won the last with uh, Vinco. That was a good win, but the one I wanted to talk about too was um, before we get to Vinco was uh, spiritualized. Did you think spiritualized was home halfway down the straight? No, I was a touch worried. He just going a bit keen yesterday. I just, I didn't think he relaxed quite as well as what he did the start before. Whether it was the quick turnaround or just the fourteen hundred or getting maybe to the end of it, he pulled a shoe off. Just going into the enclosure too, it didn't help him. He got a bit hot then in the yard. So, just a few little things with him. No, he give a great kick, but I was, I was a bit worried he was out of out of out of carrots late. I thought uh, he was home and hose. The next thing you know, he'd hit the wall. But uh, but look, he's is he gone for a break now? Yeah, he has. Nearly all horses from yesterday have gone for some sort of break now. Yeah. You'll see him at different parts of the, 
of the um, some of the autumn, mostly in the winter. So it's a, it's a nice, strong winter team. We're getting together here for our Brisbane Carnival. Yeah, our Vinco was good. I thought Vega 1 was encouraging. Yeah, he just knocked up, didn't he, a 60 and a half, and yep. Jamie had to expose him a little bit earlier than what she normally would. And I thought when she was ending him off the corner, he was going to win, and then you see him start to want to lay in and just feel that run late. So he'll be a big improver out of yesterday's meeting, and he's one that will carry on. We'll probably find a race in Sydney and Melbourne for in the next three or four weeks. Now, before, uh, and if your voice holds out okay, before I ask you about some of the runners at Doombin tomorrow, just one question that we never ask you, Tony. How does someone get involved racing with Tony Gollum within your stable? Are there yeah. opportunities? Yeah, there are. Yeah, we, we were very active at that last Magic Me and Sale, but also got sold very, very quickly to a bloody terrific client base that we have. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get involved with us, just jump on our website and email him to, to, to Claire in our office, and, and she'll certainly take all your details and have you on a mail-out list. So when we buy something that we want to send out to everyone, you'll get a you'll get first look at it. But, yeah, we, we come away from Magic with quite a lot of yearlings, and, and the owners were, were very quick to want to snap them up. So we got terrific support at the moment. You, There's always room for more. Do you have small shares, two and a half, five percent? I'm just asking for a yeah, friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. We, yeah, we go down to two and a half, five percent. Yeah, for sure. We're trying to have more than twenty nine. We can't have more than twenty nine donors in a horse, but we'll we'll split them up. You know, basically make it affordable for everyone. Beautiful, beautiful. Now tomorrow at uh, Doombin, you've got a really good. Uh, bunch of chances so uh, you kick off in race three uh, busting who ran that great race on wave day behind jun queera yeah he's a, he's a really nice horse this is you know one of those nice three-year-olds we've got coming through our yard at the moment he's going to, have to be a little bit adaptable tomorrow i think i think there's good good speed in this race and it'd be you know remiss of me to want to come out and punch him right up there on it i think we've got to ride him just to be quieter tomorrow try and get him in midfield behind that speed and if he can relax and and find that right position i think he's a very smart horse and very hard to beat would he go for a break, win, lose, or draw after tomorrow? Yeah, he will, yeah. And he won't worry about the, the winner carnival or anything. He'll have a break. He'll come back at the back end of that obviously three-year-old year then. He's he's a nice horse. He's probably a horse I think we're going to hear good things about next summer. All righty. Now, Ashgrove, I thought, might get a run yesterday at the coast. Didn't, so now I have to redo my tips because I think Ashgrove is the hardest to beat in race four. Looks well-placed. Yeah, he does. He's probably got a better chance than the meeting, isn't he? He's starting to really hit form, this horse. I'd we set him towards the wave and he, he everything did everything bar win it, running second. And mm. he looks well placed here. He'll just smother up midfield and 2,000 won't pose any problems to him. King Kappa goes round in the fifth. He's got a few here, but I'll just concentrate on King Kappa. Uh, he's flying since he's joined you. Yeah, yeah he's done really well. He, he's a bit X-factor about him. Um, he's got to another box tomorrow, which is six furlongs. I, I do like him around Doom. I like the fact he's drawn well and, Maloney knows him really well. So, look, it's up to him tomorrow, but he's, he's certainly out of my ones in that. He's got a bit X factor about him. If he can give himself a chance to run six, I'm sure he's a horse to be. Vaccine, I thought, was one of the best runs of the day on Wave Day at the Gold Coast. We all know it was hard to make ground. She did. I'd love this to be 1,400 Eagle Farm. It's 1,350 Dooman, but I still think she's the one to beat. Yeah, well, she's drawn well enough. And, you know, Ryan sat in the other day, so he knows her well. He'll, Get a nice run, hopefully midfield here, and be strong this late. She certainly looks very well placed out of that Rising Stars race back into a 72, that's for sure. Ayahuasca in that race. Any issues last start? Yeah, she really didn't. She really resented being up underneath horses, being crowded for room. She's in Melbourne. She's a to get out the gate slow and get out wide and come around them. So when she began and was box seated, she hated the horse laying over her. So we'll endeavour to try and give her plenty of room in running tomorrow. If we do that, she can bounce back. But I'm just not sure where she sits against Maxine. Uh, Tilly Annam in race number eight looks beautifully placed map-wise. 
Yeah, absolutely at her best now. Took a couple of runs to get her fit. I was on the back foot with her a little bit in the first up run. She had a, an awfully hard one. Uh, she's right at the peak of her powers now. She'll posse up. She get a lovely run in the first two pairs, and I think she was really well placed with the lightweight. All right, Tony. There's a few more, but I'm going to let you go because I'm wary that you'll have no voice left in about five minutes. So congratulations, <laughs> congratulations again on yesterday. A terrific result for for all concerned. Uh, we'll speak to you shortly, and uh, all the best for Doomben tomorrow. Thanks, Chris. Much appreciated, Cheers. mate. Cheers. Tony Gollan joining us there on the punters, mate, yesterday, and congratulations to him and his stable and everybody concerned. They took off the major prize plus the women's bonus. So good day at the track for Tony Gollan and co. Now we'll be back after the break and we're going to chat to our old mate, Jonathan Davies. JD and I are going to give out some tips for the weekend. Plus we'll see what Aquas Farm are up to at the recent Magic Million sales. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. You're on The Darling Download on this Saturday morning, the 21st of January 2023 with Chris Nelson. And before we get to Jonathan Davies, it's great to have him back on the show, Cohen. I just wanted to ask you a question yeah, uh, without notice. And uh, this will, <laughs> you, know, you know that I enjoy doing that to you. Uh, Don't the, you ever. the reason for the 12.30am phone call last Saturday night oh. when I got up the next day, was it Friday or Saturday? Why is he ringing me at 12.30am? You were on a Bucks night, weren't you? <laughs> but you tried to make some excuse oh, there was a pocket dog. No, I needed some hot tips. No. Um, well, that time of the night, yeah. some uh, obscure greyhound uh, meeting or a, trots in Sweden. Yeah, there was a Swedish uh, greyhound <laughs> meeting. I just needed to, to dial you up and uh, get a hot tip off you. No, nah, mate, I was at a Bucks party, and I think I'd called you the day before, and... Uh, yeah, I think it was a pocket dial, mate. I'll, I'll, uh, All right, okay, I'll let you off. Yeah, I can't really disclose what had happened because I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Someone who does know what's happening is Jonathan Davies from Aquas Farm. Jonathan, great to have you back on the show. Hey, Chris, good to be back. Yeah. Been missing our uh, weekly chat. We are. We're even missing Sam Highland, who's uh, he's injured. He's on the bench this week, so uh, it's done oh, some... Who am I going to hang stuff on? Well, I'm always here. Um, I can take it, but uh, I'm not going to tip any short price favourites. Any odds on pops? Like we're going to have to make a rule this year: no more odds on pops. Right, I agree, hundred percent agree. But Sammy steers the ship. Unfortunately, he might not agree. Oh well, he'll fall into line <laughs> two against one. He will. How was your uh, How was your Christmas and New Year? Did you get any time off, or you worked through? No, it was it was a relaxing little time for a few days there, and um, just at home with the family and too many too many drinks, too much food and too many presents for the kids, but it was good. But um, I actually went up to um, Toowoomba for the King of the Mountains. Oh, yeah. On yep. New Year's Eve. Yep. Um, that was a great night. We sponsored a race on the night. Um, Jonker at Aquas, Phillies and Mares, Benchmark 65. Yeah. Um, but it was a really good night. Like, full credit to the whole um, King of the Mountain committee. They did a fantastic job first running. It was a great night. We partied on until early hours of the morning with the entertainment afterwards. A few bands, um, Ganga Jang and Thirsty Merz. So it was a really good night. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because we had Paul Reedy on, who's a committee man at the uh, Toowoomba Turf Club at the top of the show, and we were talking to him about the success of the uh, the King of the Mountain, and he mentioned those bands. Uh, and I said, well, yeah. they're, not, they're, they're quite well-known bands, so I can imagine the music would have been good. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. And there was a large portion of the crowd sort of kept on and kicked on through the night. So 
so hats off to them. I think next year they're uh, they'll slightly tweak um, what they'll do. It might not be on New Year's Eve, but uh, nevertheless, it's uh, it was a great race and the form's been really strong out of it. So yeah, obviously winner on Millions Day yesterday and and Yellow Brick running second um, in the Guinea. So good for um, good for the the race that uh, horses come have, was put on as a lead up to the Magic Millions. That certainly worked out that way for them. And I'd imagine this time of year or the Christmas New Year time of year, you said you had some time off, but it would be quite busy with the uh, the Magic Million yearlings, yearlings sales uh, on it. It's uh, not a time you could just sit back and have a month off, is it? No, certainly not. Um, in the lead up to Christmas, we we toured the Hunter Valley for a week. Um, saw a lot of the horses on farm before um before they got to the sales, which is always really good to uh, good to see the horses um, that are like you know a month or so out, month or six weeks out, and see the yearlings that really thrive in those in those last uh, those last parts of the preparation. And we did the two day tour of the Queensland studs as well, which is great. And uh, we uh, shortlisted a couple from from those tours, and we were lucky enough to secure them last week. So very happy. I was going to ask you. So so what? You were obviously selling horses at the sales. Did you buy some as well? So with Aquas Stallions, with Justin Fong at the helm, we've we've changed direction a little bit where we don't um, breed to sell horses at the yearling sales anymore. Um, Justin put it this way: like we're a whole, we're a, we provide a service, and then if we're breeding horses and then um, selling them against our clients at the retail level, us being a wholesaler, competing against them at the retail is not, not something done in many other businesses. Yep. So we don't breed to sell anymore. If we breed any, we keep them and race them ourselves. Yes. And we go to the sales and um, we support our clients by, by helping them get their, get their horses sold, but also purchasing some horses. So we purchased five yearlings by, um, by our first season stallions, Pierrider and Dubious. Um, we spent a little over... A million dollars um, those purchases um, very happy to buy some nice horses off some Queensland farms too um, Nick and Mary Nolan from Norella Stud they had a very very nice colt by Dubious it was almost a spinning image of his of his sire and uh, we teamed up with Annabelle Neeson on that lot and uh, were able to secure him for $500,000 yeah great great you know, great for the stallion to be able to uh, to get a, a yearling make that much much money off his first season crop, especially given he only stood for twelve thousand dollars. And for Nick and Mary Nolan, when they came down off the rostrum, they were very emotional. It was the highest priced yearling that they had ever sold. So it was um, really good to um, to give back to the breeders as well. Okay, uh, now tips. Sounds like you've had a very successful time at the sales. Now we need to uh, get some success in our tips. Where are we going to go for tips? We haven't got a meeting at Toowoomba. So are we going Gatton, Doombin? Where would you like to go? I've found, the... found one at Doombin I like. Yeah, go for it. You can tip as many as you um, like. So I found one in Doombin, Doombin race two, number two, Zarina Sophia. I'm with you there. Um, Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexu bring it up. I think they're just on the hunt. She's a nice, um, nice well-bred filly. And I think they're on the hunt for a metropolitan victory here for the breeder, which is uh, Kenning Down Stud, uh, Joy Mackay. And uh, I think James Orman, James Orman on, our best jockey, and uh, found a very winnable race of them. So I think uh, 
There's been a little bit of money for it already. It's still black figures, but uh, I think it'll be extremely hard to beat tomorrow. Or yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Made it uh, pretty much my best of the day. I, I like that run at Canterbury. She was very good through the line there, uh, late 1,100 metres, and, and she clearly wants further. And this is uh, not a strong race. There's been quite a few scratchings in this race, so uh, I think she'll uh, she'll be winning as well. Any others for Dooman that you like? Um, I'm going to probably have something each way little in the last. On Mo's crown, the two. Yep, speedy. Um, yeah, Andrew Mallion, Cody Morgan. Obviously, Cody had a had the uh, had the winner of the country cup on last Saturday. So stables in form. It's a, he's very sharp first up. He's had five starts first up for two wins in the second. Um, so I'm happy to have a little double each way on him at the at the decent odds. All right, I'll, I'll go with, uh, well, I'll try and pick one. Oh, look, there's one there tomorrow that I thought might improve, and I think I'm the only one that's tipping him. And that's uh, today, should I say. Race six, number two, Pancho. Uh, David Van Dyke and Ryan Maloney will ride uh, back from 2020 to 1,600 metres. And his best run since joining David Van Dyke was at 1,600 metres at Doombin, and it just maps beautifully here. Ryan will have you in the, in the gun spot, and he's double figures, well into double figures, so... Uh, I'll tip him on an each-way basis. Race six, number two, Pancho, but I do think race two, number two, Sarina Sophia will win. What about uh, around the country? Anything at the Valley or Ranwick? Uh, Ranwick, race three, um, number 11, Mogo Magic for Scott Collings and Tim Clark. I'm actually surprised this horse hasn't been snapped up by Hong Kong yet. Yeah, okay. His first two victories were... Absolutely dominant, and he won with a lot in hand. I think he's a pretty smart horse. Um, he could be a country championship sort of type horse down there, but uh, I'd expect him just to take care of these on a class two tab highway. So I think he's two dollars fifty, and I think he's a very good bet of that. Yeah, he looks as though he's uh, trialled quite nicely recently too at Kembla Grange. So a lot to like about about Mogo Magic. Anything at the Valley? Nothing at the Valley for me. I did like. In the second, I thought unflinching. Yep. Was very well placed. And so he's come back this prep after being gelded and also having a wind operation. And he's a horse that just wants to be let roll. I think first up, he ran into a very, very smart one in inundation. And uh, last start, just had to do a little bit of work from the barrier and had, had a big weight. I think uh, with the claim tomorrow down to 55 kilos, I think he'll just jump on the bunny and just run them into the ground. I think I'll, I'll probably multi him into uh, that uh, the horse Zarina Sophia in second at Durban. Yep, I've already done that, so I think Dollar uh, Eighty just has a little bit more juice to uh, Zarina Sophia. Hopefully, all right. I'll throw one in at Ramwick race five, number five. This unbeaten Passagiata. is that how we pronounce it? Bjorn Baker and Rachel King combined. I love these uh, these horses. They're a bit old school. JD ridden for speed, just. Go handlebars down, catch me if you can. You don't see it a lot these days, do you? No, <clears throat> Bjorn's got a very big rap on that horse. Yep. Um, speaking to a friend of mine, Mark, who manages Grandview, who currently stands winning Rupert. Um, I was with with him when she, la- when she won last start. And uh, before the race, he told me Bjorn's got a very, very big opinion of her and she'll be headed to some better three-year-old filly races over the Autumn Carnival. Yeah, not surprising. I just love those sorts of horses. Did you get out during the Magic Millions and enjoy any of the festivities, or were you at the sales every day? 
I did. I managed to go to the show jumping in polo for the first time, actually, and that was a great day. Um, really well put on. Um, lucky enough to be a guest of the Gold Coast Turf Club in their marquee. Yep. And that uh, was a great day had by all. High-class show jumping. Obviously, have a million dollars in prize money there and, and got to see some of the best polo players in the in the world, including uh, Ricky Bailey. So that was, a, that was a really great day. It's becoming the whole Magic Million sale. It's not just a sale anymore. It's just a series of events. And I didn't get down to the Barry draw on the beach, but uh, maybe next year. Yeah, well, that was good. Uh, that was that was an excellent turnout. Probably one of the better turnouts I've seen. A big crowd, great weathering, uh, everything went well. JD, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, hopefully Sammy's back on deck next week. It'll be the three of us tipping again. But if not, we'll do it all again anyway. Pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, JD. Jonathan Davies joining us there from Aquas Farm. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Thanks for joining us on the Darling Download this morning. It's time to wrap up the show. But before we do that, let's have a look at where we're racing this week in Queensland. Now, if you're having your – or you've got a bit of a – you're missing racing at uh, Toowoomba, you can go to Gatton this afternoon. There's a meeting there and a lot of uh, Toowoomba influence, of course, in the Lockyer Valley at Gatton. We race at Gatton, Doombin and Townsville this afternoon. We're off to the Sunshine Coast uh, tomorrow for a meeting there. We race at Emerald. Up north on Tuesday, back to Doombin for a midweek meeting on Wednesday. And then big day, Australia Day, next Thursday, Cohen. I'll ask you how you'll be celebrating that. Aquas Bow Desert <laughs> and Kilcoy. And then we're up to Rockhampton next Friday. And then next Saturday, it's Sunshine Coast Cup Day at Corbold Park on the Sunshine Coast. Aquas Park, the first meeting on the poly track because the other track's being ripped apart. And Bundaberg and Innisfail have meetings as well. My plans for other day. I, uh, I'll don't probably, get political. I think I'll be here. Oh, really? SEN. Yeah, I don't leave. If In case anyone listening <laughs> wants to know, I don't leave the building. So you rang me from here last Friday <laughs> night at 12.30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, I'd love to get out for a wave if yep. I could. Yep. Uh, and uh, maybe just a few snags on the barbie. Yep, good idea. You have to now, do that. Well, it'd be a big day out at Aquas Bow Desert or Kilcore that have... Uh, Terrific meetings on Australia Day. They're always well patronised. And they throw a few sausages on the barbie with a bit of bread and onions and like Bunnings. All righty, thanks so much for joining us uh, on the Darling Download this morning. Hopefully next week we'll be back with Sam Highland in the chair. Until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll catch you next week. I'm rocking the suburbs. It's just like Michael Jackson did. Suffers. I take the checks and face the facts.